What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers live show today. We're talking, it's here. Spring football is here. This is our storylines to watch for, a bit of a, our spring football preview. We're excited for it. Justin's here. Let's talk about it. It is here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk spring football. It's around the corner. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what is good, everybody? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings, as always. Really, truly, humbly appreciate everybody tuning into these shows. If you catch it live, amazing. That's awesome. If you're on YouTube the next day, that's great. Catching on the pod, listening to us on the way to work, awesome. Love it. Appreciate y'all so much. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. And let's go. Let's bring Justin on. Um, and let's talk spring football. Now, we've been talking around the subject, but this is our kind of official storylines we're excited about, what we're eager to see. We're going to kick it off with offensive storylines, a few things uh, that we're really excited to see this year. I'm going to start because this is something Justin and I talked about before the show. We both have this on our list. Uh, It's quarterbacks, but it's more specifically, who do we think the number two is? I think everybody's easy to say Tanner Mordecai. We're We're all so excited to see Tanner Mordecai. But I'm fascinated to see what Evers looks like, what Locke looks like. These are both four-star quarterbacks, Justin. It's incredible. <laughs> and how close they are. Like, mm-hmm. I want to I find out, is Evers doing some things that close that gap between him and Mordecai? Is, is Locke throwing darts all over the field that makes it seem tighter? And, and Mordecai wins out because of his experience over mm-hmm. these two. Because I think, like, the most physically talented quarterback in that room is Evers. I think we'd all agree with that. I mean, guy's got a cannon for an arm, and he's running with the wide receivers in camp. So, I mean, that tells you what type of explosiveness he has. Yep, the tallest of them as well. I think he's six three ish, six three and a half. So he's. I mean, the only biggest knock you have on him is you'd like to see probably twenty more pounds on him. Yep. So, and if you're in the comments, let us know what your offensive storylines that you're really excited about on the offensive side are today. We're going to get your comments into it. Next segment, we're doing defense. So quarterback is a big one for us. Um, you know, again, it's not just Mordecai. It's, it's who's behind them. Justin, anything else on, on the quarterback battle? The other thing I wanted to, to ask you, and I'm really interested in this, and this won't be settled in spring. It was, this will, this, I think this battle goes into fall, the number two quarterback battle. But if, let's say Locke wins it, just, I, just throw it out there. Let's say Locke wins it because he's a little more polished potentially mm-hmm. than Nick Evers. Does that give him a leg up going into next year? I don't know if it does or not. It really depends on how close it is between the two guys. Because we may, for all we know, we could there could be an or between those two for the number mm-hmm. two quarterback position. And I think that they could just look at it like, well, we have two different skill sets here. Which one of these guys? Because how many times have we seen it with starters on teams where it's like two guys have different skill sets? They like things about both of them, and so they they want to one guy's running a couple series in a row, and then the other guy and whatever. Um, I could see something like that happening with these guys. I, I do think both of them play this year. So I, I think that's going to happen. There's going to be a couple of games where Wisconsin puts up 40-plus on teams. Yeah, agreed. Minnesota. Yeah, 50-plus? 50, 50 what, 60? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, let's go with my second uh, offensive storyline I have, and then Justin, I'm going to kick it to you for one. I'm interested in the offensive line. Obviously, Jack Picknell comes over, new offensive line coach. I think there's a couple spots that we feel pretty good about. I think Renfro's the center. I think Bordellini's a, a starting guard. Yeah. I think Jack Nelson is still your left tackle. 
I think right tackle is a bit of a question mark and the other guard spots a bit of a question mark. So I'm really interested to see what that first group looks like there. There's, you know, you'd like to say Riley Malman's going to be the right side guy, but there's so much talent behind mm-hmm. him that it's really hard to say with another off season, can he hold off the other guys? Does, does Rucci come running up, you know, come running on him? Do you have, you know, is it Bruner? Bruner? Yeah. I think, I think Brunner's a guard. And it, but he I could think, he could very well be like I think he could he could play tackle too yeah um you also have uh who's our other uh legacy a bench wall bench wall another four star guy that could very mm-hmm. well now and he was a little bit rawer than the other guys so by now that extra off season in the books maybe he's ready to push now like mm-hmm. he he was another stud like there's so many bodies there. And I think it's really hard for anybody to just be like, oh, it's going to be this guy. Well, yeah, that's the board that was put together by the previous coaching staff. We have no clue what these guys are going to look at it and say. They may look at it and be like, you know what? This guy has better lateral quickness and we have wider splits. I need somebody that's going to be able to get that edge and really make sure that they hold it. Yeah. So it could very well come down to physical ability. And some of these guys, now that they've gotten some muscle on them, might project better there. It's really, you know, it wouldn't. nothing would shock me with the offensive side of the ball. No, I, I can't wait to see it. By the way, Nelson a little lighter. Um, is that – I was just projecting out here, but Nelson a little lighter. Is it because they're going to throw more? Is it more of an emphasis to be a little quicker? He's going to be on an island, Morgan's pass rushers. Yep. Yeah, there's probably not going to be as many tight ends in. So he's, they're not going to be on either side. Like you're probably not going to have a guy chipping on that at all. Most likely if we have a tight end in, they're probably going to be split out. Now we might run some tight sets, but – I, I don't know how often that's going to be. It's going to be far less than it was in the past. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, my guess is Malman is the right tackle. The guard spot to me is where it's really interesting. So yeah. I think it's between three dudes. I think it's Joe Huber who came over with the staff. They really like him. I talked to Brady Collins, said he's he's kind of an animal uh, experience. I think they really like him. They brought him here for a reason. It's Joe Bruner, who I think is a young star, quite frankly. And it's it's Fertney coming back as, with the experienced guys played a lot of ball. I think it's between those three, and I don't have a clue. Like I, I would love to be here yeah. at senior and say it's going to be this guy. I'd be blowing smoke. I don't want to do that. I don't have a clue, man. Who who that next guard is? Yeah, I my for whatever reason it feels like it's going to be Huber to me, and I have there's no insight that I have on it that says that that's going to be the case. Other than the coaching staff is familiar with him, but. The offensive coaching staff isn't like Bicknell. He didn't. He doesn't know him. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, he'd be going off the word of you know Fickle saying, "I really like this guy at the spot." Now, that does I, you know who knows what that means. But they didn't have these guys on the roster at Cincinnati. You know, Bruner could be a guy they look at and they're like, "Oh my god, this guy's a monster." You know, Fort Fertney too. Like these, Fertney was a borderline four star when he came in. So I mean, you have guys that have talent. It's going to be really interesting to see. How big of a difference does it make with the offensive switch in terms of how the offensive line as a whole looks, as well as how much different does it look with the box lightning a little bit where these guys don't have to worry about, you know, constant linebackers run blitzing and stuff like that against us. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, let's go to kick it over to you now. What's what's an offensive storyline coming out of spring, coming into spring you're really excited for? Oh, that's the wide receiver room. Hands down. You and I talked a little bit about this offline. Um, I am of the mindset that I don't think that anybody has a leg up in the wide receiver room. Like, I don't care what your previous experience is. Chimray, you know, Skylar Bell, any of these guys, they could very well end up being starters. 
it would not shock me if any of them are not. I think Green was brought in for a reason. I think they look at C.J. Williams and say he's the most talented dude in that room. Like from a physical talent standpoint, he probably – there's a reason he was a top 75 target in, in 247. So you have a guy who yeah, – I see Tretch down there, P. But don't worry. I haven't forgotten about him, but he's not here in the spring. <laughs> I would love to talk about him, but I can't go there yet. He's got to, it's got to be fall, but Will Pauling is a guy very much like him who I think projects in this type of offense very well, because when you're creating space, those little quick dudes that can run across the middle, that's exactly the type of guy that's going to absolutely terrorize a defense. You got linebackers trying to close off the zone so that guys can't get deep and find holes. And you have suddenly a guy that can, that they can't stay with dragging across the middle, you know, breaking off 15, 20 yard passes because there's nobody that can hang with them. Yeah. The, um, the interesting thing for me here, first of all, on your really quickly on your point with Pauling, Pauling's going to play this year. I'd be stunned if he didn't Uh, Brady Collins. If you guys missed my interview with Brady Collins, I asked him who's the fastest receiver DB. The first guy he said is Will Pauling. Like he, you know, like the, the speed, the speed rankings that he came out with Will Pauling was basically at the top every single time. He said that dude can move like straight fly. So, and, and I heard you break it down where he said it's 20, 25 yards that these guys are running for that. That that type of speed in a 20 yard range is exceptional. Yeah. Most he's, of these guys hitting 20 to 22, 22, 23 miles an hour, they're doing that when they're hitting roughly about 40 yards downfield. When your body's fully reached its peak velocity, not, you know, when you're still ramping up in the first 20 yards. Yeah, and I agree with you on the receiver thing. That's that's my my other storyline here that I'm really excited about because I think there's kind of this this tier one right of yeah. it's it's Pauling I think is in that tier. I think Bryson Green, C.J. Williams, D.K. Um, I think I think Juice Bell is in that group. And Lewis is probably hanging around the periphery on that too. Is on that group too. I think that's your tier one, yeah. and then you have your tier two of like the Marcus Allen's, the Vinny Anthony's, the Chris Burroughs, the Quincy Burroughs. But we legitimately, I like most of those guys in the tier two as well. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Yeah, nothing would shock me to see some of those guys crash the party at the top group. Agreed. Like Quincy Burroughs, for all we know, he could be the most athletic guy of the entire room. I, I don't know. Like they're they're clearly clearly things they liked at him at Cincinnati when they brought him in, and he was just young. Like it's the same thing with CJ Williams. Anybody that that dogs on him that doesn't think he's a a blue chip wide receiver prospect anymore because of the room that he was in at USC. You're nuts. Like that, that you had a guy who won the Blitnikoff and a couple other dudes who are going to be playing pick probably in the first couple of rounds of the NFL draft that were ahead of him. Justin, thank I want, you. I want, I want your take on Tyler Romain uh, has a comment here and Tyler, thank you for the comment. Team uh, raised receiver one this year. I want you to hold off. We're going to get that to that after the break. I want your take on Gene right. Reyes, the, the alpha dog there. We have to take a quick break. Then we're going to get into your comments and then defensive storylines that we're interested about, plus a couple make or break players and our impact newcomers that we're most excited about. Lots, lots to talk about on today's show. We're getting to Tyler, your comment next after this quick break from our friends of the show over at FanDuel. I talk about them a lot uh, because, listen, I bet on my teams a lot and I lose a lot of money on my teams, actually, because I bet with my heart. Not with my head, but I have fun with it. Do it responsibly. Listen, FanDuel is your number one sports book, America's number one sports book. Tournaments heating up. Uh, NBA playoffs are coming up, and it's a great time to sign up as a new customer. Get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the uh, free FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet on everything, basketball, money line, point scores, three-pointers drained, and combine them all. 
Join them all into a same game parlay. Increase your payout. Have more fun with it. I've talked about the Suns winning the title. You know, if Kevin Durant could ever get back, it would be super great for me and my my betting confidence. Uh, I've also said the Bucks. Listen, if you're a lot of people watching this show are Bucks fans. They're coming out of the East. I've talked about it. I'm not just saying it to pander to the crowd. I think they have the deepest, toughest, best team, plus the best player in the East. So I think they're coming out of the East. I would put some money on that. If you want a sneaky pick, I've talked about Dallas plus 1,200. If Luka and Kyrie can get healthy, listen, plus 1,200 is pretty good odds if you're if you're betting along with Luka. Um, he's going to get 47 free throws a game in the playoffs. We all know this. So FanDuel lets you combine your bets. Same chance, uh, same game parlays, instant payouts. Don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's fandle.com slash locked on to learn more all right let's keep talking sports here let's get justin back on spring practice football justin i want to go back to the comment we had up there from tyler romaine um chimer dk number one receiver this year question mark well he didn't put a question mark he didn't put a question mark on it. i i am putting one on there listen i i don't it's not that i don't believe chimer will play i think he definitely plays it's that i look at it and he doesn't have the equity built up with this staff now, he's he's played a lot. They have the most film on him, but there's a lot of talent in that room. And I think anyone who is making the judgment that that guy is going to be a starter is simply doing it because he's the guy they're most familiar with. And the staff is not going to evaluate it that way. They're going to evaluate it based off of who's tearing it up in practice. And I think that there are some people that have skill levels that it's different. it's different talents. Like you have a guy like Green who's just a bruiser who's going to go out there and he's going to create physical mismatches. C.J. Williams is a little bit of that too. Chimery's more of a of a jack-of-all-trades kind of wide receiver. Like he's not a guy that you go out there and he's super physical. He's not a guy that you'd consider to be a huge burner. But he's a guy who's fast enough. He's a guy who runs pretty good routes. He's a guy who's reliable. Um, so it's, it's more of a, I look at it like there are guys who could certainly go out there. Like Keontes Lewis is one of those guys who just absolutely flies, who they may look at and be like, this guy can get a deep post almost anytime he wants. He's just, he's flies out there. And I think Pauling is going to be the guy who gets those intermediate routes because he's going to be the guy you're going to throw on slants and stuff like that. Cause I think he's going to create easy separation and get open a lot where you have to kind of look at it and be like, this dude can just separate like nobody else on the team. You know, the other thing I'll point out quick, though, and this is kind of to maybe Tyler's not not to Tyler's point. He doesn't need me to defend him like Tyler. Tyler knows what he's talking about here. But we we also have familiarity with with Team Ray and Keontes and Sky Sky. Listen, I'm going to put this yeah. comment up here, too, from Badger Bormel. Yeah, he's Juice another Bell, one that could be. Juice Bell ex- excites me in this offense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Badger Bormel says Skyler Bell is one and I think will do really well with a new quarterback. We have experience with those players in an archaic offensive system where teams yeah. could really hamper our passing game put the clamps on it because yeah. they knew what we were doing i think all those players are better fits to this so we we haven't i don't think we've seen the best of, of yeah. dk bell and Keontes either yeah me i'm and i'm not i'm not bashing any of them mm-hmm. it, it's just a matter of the depth in that room and i think there are some some physical monsters that are in that room that are guys that potentially could like can't or like uh cj williams was was where he was at it for a reason in the in the recruiting levels Green is a guy who reminds me so much of Quintez Cephas, the way he catches the ball, the way he has great balance and strength that I look at it and I'm like, this is a guy that's going to be able to create some mismatches with his physicality. And there's just, we we can't start everyone. 
But I do think what we're going to see is they're going to be there's going to be a lot of balance in receivers. Like we may not have there's probably not going to be a thousand yard receiver on this team because there's going to be too many guys that can go out there and go in a four wide receiver set that make this complicated. And there's going to be options all over the field for Mordecai to throw to. He's going to have a lot more talent on the field than what he had at SMU. Yep. He had had an NFL receiver at SMU, but behind that, he he did not have the depth of weapons that Wisconsin going to put on the field this year. Ethan Tyberg, I agree with this. Actually, when when Green came on board, I said, "Uh, that's my bet to be the best receiver on this roster this year. Yeah, I think so, too. I could see him getting 50, 60 catches and almost 900 yards. He's really good. Ethan Teberg says, I think Green is receiver one, 100%. I agree with that. Let's talk defensive storylines, and then I want to loop back to the comments section. So, of course. uh, I'm going to kick it to you. I started last time with offensive. Let's kick it to you. What's a defensive storyline you're really interested in this uh, this offseason? Where are some of these guys going to play? I don't know if this staff has cared as much about putting a position label on guys coming into the spring last last the last staff liked to like give us a heads up based off the roster where guys were going to play i don't think that this staff has put a lot of thought into it other than the new guys or guys that are in a position that really doesn't exist anymore like noah kowski he he's been transitioned to tight end because there's not really a fullback in this offense anymore and they view it as that's kind of their utility position so he's probably going to do some fullback things, but it's going to be effectively called a tight end. Um, so the way I look at it is we have guys like Bowlers, who is 270, who I think you and I both agree he is not going to be dropping into coverage anymore at 270. But I think he could be an absolute monster off the edge at 270 with his level of physical tools and his burst and the strength that he probably has now. Uh, Varner is another guy that I, I'm really looking forward to see. The defensive line, I think, could shake out to be better than we're, we're expecting. So you're looking for new spots, new players, new positions. Yeah. I think that's going to be exciting. I'm going to zoom in. So I think your look is really good. I think it's kind of a big picture look, which we're all excited mm-hmm. to see. I'm going to go super microscopic and focus on one spot. And people probably already know what I'm going, nose tackle. I really want to see – I think I, I have a good feel for what Gio Piaz is. I, I want to see what Curtis Neal is. I want to see if they have somebody else in that rotation, potentially, if they've moved maybe a defensive end over there. We've talked about that potentially. That's a question mark. Benton's gone. Who's going to man the middle, especially when you play in Iowa, when you play a physical smash mouth team? I'm really interested to see what Curtis Neal looks like. I agree with that. Uh, I Listen, I would like to see Jamal be out there, but I don't think that he's going to be quite up to snuff on that yet. Like even Benton at times got pushed around a little bit as a freshman. Like it's Mm -hmm. asking a lot for a guy to go out there and be physical, especially in a game like an Iowa game. Uh, Geo, I think is a guy who I think will honestly play pretty well other than he's not going to be as disruptive. Like if anyone that's expecting that, that's not going to happen. I do think that he will project well against the run. And I think that you're probably, if you're looking to get somebody who's going to create a little bit more disruption, you're probably going to put um, Curtis Neal out there because he's a guy that's a little more sudden. He's 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 got pretty good weight at 300. I think you can put him out there in in like a legit pass situation and put him in the middle and say, all right, I want you to go out there and wreak some havoc in the middle. And I think that he he can do that. Yeah, he had star potential right as a recruit, and obviously Wisconsin really kind of got him partially because he was damaged goods. He he had the ACL as a senior in high school that backed some of the bigger programs off. Um, yeah, I'm interested in it a lot. I just 
Howard, I'm more interested in fall camp almost. Like, I just think this is kind of a, when we're, we're just talking spring here. Yeah. I just don't know how much you're going to get out of Howard in, in spring. Like, I think you need a little bit of seasoning, right? A little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. You got to season it a little bit before we're ready to see you in action. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me give you another one that I'm interested in defensive storylines. If you're in the chat, we're going to get to all your comments in our next segment, but let let us know defensive storylines, offensive storylines you're interested in. I'm very interested to see who the number two corner is. Um, obviously, Jay Smith last year was kind of that guy. He's off to the, the NFL, potentially. You have Alexander Smith, and then who's who's the number two guy there, right? And then who's in the slot? Is it Jace Arnold, potentially? Is it Avion Jones as your number two guy? Um, Jason Arnold, slot guy, by the way, yeah. Ricardo Holman, Max Lofi. I don't know. Lofi, I think, might be your slot guy. Potentially. That's, that it, could be Jason Matry, too. I, was gonna say, I think that might be Matry. Um, but I'm interested in the cornerback rotation. Like, who yeah. – Who's the number two guy right now behind Alex Smith? Yeah, I mean, that'll be very interesting. Is he on the roster? Like, is this a position that we see some guys leave after the spring and somebody comes in? Mm. Like, that could still happen. Like, you get somebody that's got a couple years of starting experience somewhere else and decides to make a jump, you know, that could that's always a possibility that that could happen and there'll be some openings where Wisconsin can go out there and grab somebody. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to do it just for the sake of doing it. But if there's somebody that's out there to quality, I could see us making a jump. What's another one for you? Actually, let's take a quick break. I want to find, get your final defensive storyline and then wrap up with comments here. We yeah. do have to take one more quick break for our friends of the show. Y'all are awesome. We're going to try to get to a bunch of your comments. We're talking football. It's it's almost here. We're going to get live reports on Tanner Mordecai throwing to C.J. Williams. Think about how amazing this time we live in. And every time. practice is open. Every single one. That is insane. Yep. A coaching staff that actually wants their product to be seen before, you know, fall camp. I can't wait. It's it's so exciting. All right. Really quick break here from our friends of the show over at, and I've talked about it a lot, Built Bar, my, my go-to nutritional supplement to get a little healthier, look a little bit better. Listen, I'm tipping 40 now, but the pack is a little creaky. I need to watch my nutrition. Built Bar is a 100% real chocolate, incredible flavors. And with March Madness, they're doing the March Madness Built Bracket. So if you know your favorite bar, mine is the Churro Puff. Um, go to the Built Bar site, bet on it every day. When you're voting for that bar, you'll support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built Bars. Incredible stuff. Not only that, one Locked On listener will get a 12-month subscription to Built and have Built's best bars or puffs delivered to your door every single month. Little bits of tasty goodness that the postman will bring to you. It's incredible. They taste amazing. 100% real chocolate. You have to try Built Bar, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're amazing. They're incredible. What makes them so good? I've talked about them. Healthy, tasty, 100% real chocolate, lots of protein, low sugars, low calories, all the macros you need. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. Vote for your favorite bar or puff. Pick up the box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. BuiltMarchMadness.com. Hop right in and support your pick. All right, let's keep talking here. Lots of football. Let's go. Justin back on the show. Justin, um, one more defensive storyline for you here that well, you're – I, I want to grab one comment here and just throw Please. it out there because I, it's a beauty. And my my first thing is is I, I kind of agree with this one, regular duck. My biggest question is who is our punter and how many bicep curls can he do? Uh, it's a great question. Yep. Mine is will the folk hero Andy Vujanovic? We're gonna find out that he killed a bear with his bare hands in the woods this this summer. That like man. the guy, the guy is becoming a tall tale after his that pro man. day. He tied who's the running back for Illinois? He tied him oh. for a broad jump at ten feet seven inches. 
Yeah, I can't remember what his name was. He's a big time, big time. uh, Yeah, he's awesome. I I can't remember. It's just a total workhorse. Dealing the random to the ground. Um, his name is escaping me in the in the moment. I'll think about it after the show. But he had an incredible pro day for a punter. Oh yeah, Um, (laughs) he did not look. By the way, he looked like a linebacker. I just want to put that out there. They showed the dude cut up in like the the Under Armour shirt, and I'm like, this guy's insane. Logan Couch got Chase Chase Brown. Brown. Thank you, Logan. Um, and Zach Bartz is right after you. As as per usual, our fans are smarter than our not yeah. fans, I should say listeners. Just, Justin's the lack of remembering names on full display. Than again. We are. All right, <laughs> let's get um let's let's get one more here defensive storyline you're interested in. Yeah, I think for me it's it's what does the outside linebacker room look like? Like what guys are actually going to be in there when fall camp starts and how does it project? I think it we Peterson's I feel like has got the edge at a spot, but Petrowski could very well pull one of those starting spots. Like, I don't know. We don't really know with him what he's going to look like if he has to drop. And I think that that's going to be the question is how how fluid is he going to be at dropping in coverage? But that's the guy that we're kind of going to figure out whether he, like what he is. Like from pass rush standpoint, he's probably the most adept pass rusher at the outside linebacker spot. And how do they want to use these guys? Like, are we going to be using them more like blitzers rather than having one guy act like a traditional like down fourth defensive lineman like Herbig was effectively used. Yeah. And we don't know. Like it's gonna be fascinating to see. I think excuse me to your point, Peterson is probably the guy we need the biggest jump out of. And then that second guy as it gets again, is he yeah is it Caden Johnson? Dude, yeah, do we rotate a lot more? I mean are we gonna see Getz basically in on run plays and and bring people in when we know it's obvious pass rush? That's what we if you remember last year we're like I bet you get thought that and then he just rushed Susan on every day. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, come on. Like, oh, so let's get some comments here. Um, not a whale says Keanu Benton eats Bill Bards, by the way. Of course he does. Yeah. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? Um, Aaron Kennedy, let's go, Badger Nation. Uh, Jake, I haven't seen Jake in a long time. He said, let's go. All right. Um, let's get into some more of the comments here, Jake. Great seeing you back on the show, man. We got we to gotta sync up. We were going to sync up on a show. Shell says, I think Evers will have a package and will play this season. Apparently, he's an athletic freak. Curious, Justin, on because this is something I was thinking about, too. We haven't really talked about it. Do you think it's possible they put in some type of just wildcat um, running quarterback? I don't want to say trick play, but just a little package that you could break out in the game. I don't think there's going to be a strict, like, we're bringing you in for this. I do think if the offense is is showing out and is explosive – that we will see guys randomly get some series here and there just to sprinkle in and get them some experience, especially given these guys have used their redshirt year. So a guy like Evers, you might see out there for, you know, he might get two series in a game, something like that. You know, hey, right before the half, we're going to give you one. We're up 28 to 7. So yeah. we'll see if you can go out there and make some things happen and get you, you know, some opportunity in a game where they're before the wheels completely fall off of it and we're up. 42 to 7 or something like that i could see the the one spot i could see in a game like in an actual game where it matters is bringing them in near the red zone maybe you run a little read option with a a, like a rollout with a a potential pass one pass type thing drag a tight end or something behind them and just say make make them make a decision but the thing is mordecai's athletic too right so yeah he can really run too why not just do it with him I mean, he's not Nick Evers, but he's pretty athletic in in his own way. He's athletic, but I think there is something to the fact the fact that there a guy has a certain innate ability and understanding of running 
And I don't know if that's Mordecai's strong suit. Like him, yeah. him bringing it down. I just it may not be something that he's as comfortable with as a guy like Evers. Uh, John Case receivers are going to be burning up the field, opening it up for the running backs. Yeah, it, it's going to make running this this running game so much more explosive. Like we may not put up the yardage, but it's going to be much tougher to tell when it's coming. Right. Yeah. Everything's going to be easier. Right. That's that's the whole point of this. Like mm-hmm. you you can you can now you have this deep threat, this vertical threat, this this passing threat. I think Braylon Allen's just going to have a monster year. I think he's going to absolutely yeah. feast. He's five pounds stronger, but he's also faster, according to him, to him and Brady Collins, essentially. So I'm telling you, I can't wait. I, I think he's going to end up with like 1,300 yards, but I think it's going to be on a, a healthy six and a half, close to seven mm-hmm. yards of carry. Like mm-hmm. I think he's going to be really explosive, and I think he's going to do it without getting his banged up now. Logan Couch, bringing up old wounds for me. Only if Isaac Grendel can transfer. Yeah, how do you think Brady would feel if he had that guy in the uh, strength and conditioning program? Oh, I love me some Isaac Grendel, man. Yeah. He went to Louisville, right? Yeah. Yeah. God. I'm going to be Think of him catch, hitting a seam in this, this offense with only a six-man box. Talk about a guy that can outrun angles. I will never forgive Paul Christ and Bobby Ingram for what they did to my man. <laughs> um, Evan Gabriel says, no disrespect to players like Jack Dunn, but that era – of that type of receiver is over. Oh, that'll um, never happen again. This staff, it, this staff would look at it as a complete failure, and that's not nothing against Jack Dunn. It's just that they would. Pro- I I get the strong feeling they'd rather take a risk with talent than than put out there a guy who's who may pass block better or whatever. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that wide receivers didn't make mis- weren't making mistakes in practice. I don't know for sure, but there was a definite physical difference between what Jack Dunn could bring in some of the other guys. Logan Couch, I'm intrigued in bowlers and Varner. Varner's a guy we didn't really talk about a ton. I think he's, I think he very potentially is a starter at the defensive end spot. Oh, he, he very well could be. I, I believe he's up to what, 278 now. 270. He put about 13 five, pounds on. Yeah. Like so he, he bulked up good. Now the question with him is going to be, is that good weight for him? Uh, based off the way Brady's talking, what they seem to do with these guys, I <laughs> lets me believe that he probably is not, overdoing it and they just are you know wringing every last bit of potential out of his body um so i feel pretty good about that he was a guy that was explosive already he very well could be out there heck it could be maybe it's bowlers and him but i thompson and them could very well show a lot more too like if they found ways Mm -hmm. to get some explosiveness out of those guys you could have some guys out there that are going to be a little bit different than this year than what we've seen from them in the past I think you have numbers at defensive end. We just don't know yeah. if we have answers, right? Yeah, like yeah. That's, have, a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, we have numbers there. We have to find answers. Um, John Case says, uh, safety room is exciting. They might be the biggest freaks. That's that's something that Brady Collins mentioned in the show. He said the safeties – and listen, nobody's going to know better than Brady Collins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and my my experience – my limited experience – I don't know the guy, but I've been able to talk to him a couple times. My limited experience with Brady Collins is he absolutely does not blow smoke. And he yeah. said the safeties are freak shows. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. Well, I mean, you have you have a guy like Hunter Wooler. You have Brown. You have more that's in there now. You he have said, he said the guy he signaled out was Latou. He said yeah. Latou is a, a yeah. an animal. Like yeah. he's he's oh he's, we knew he was an animal based off the way he hits. <laughs> yes, I like I lo- so here's a great segue into this. Let's talk safeties for a second because we haven't really talked to them. You have a four deep potential here of Blaylock coming back, Hunter Wooler, Latou. And uh, who's the other one? Brown. Uh, Brown. I think is probably ready. Austin Brown. Um, 
That's a heck of a foursome there. And then you're bringing in Braden Moore, who is a 6'2", 200-pound four-star safety. Preston Zachman got some time in there too last year. This is looking good, Justin. Who who do you think starts out of those two? Let's say Blaylock's healthy. I I have a hard time believing you're not going to do Latou and Wooler. They're the guys that got on the field and actually have in-game experience. And I think Wooler may be the most combination of talent and actual like football IQ. Wooler may be the guy that has the most of it on the field. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. Logan Couch says, intrigued in Jamal Howard and Petroisky. We talked about them. Here's a good one from Tyler Romaine. Who is the freshman that makes the biggest impact this year for you? And let, oh, let's couch it Trash Kekahuna, what? <laughs> let's couch it with all the freshmen. Let's just not talk early enrollees. Is there a, maybe a freshman coming later? Because that then you're talking to Mari Snowden potentially, although it's so hard to do it as a freshman. Jonas DeCluna. DeCluna's in there. For sure, he could be he could be the number two starter at at corner. Listen, there's nobody that has locked it up at that other spot as of yet. We will probably hear some things coming out of camp. In fact, that will be one of the positions that I'm going to be most interested to hear the daily updates on. Is is mm-hmm. are we consistently running with the same bodies at you know the second corner spot because us because uh, Alexander Smith is that's a lock. Like mm-hmm. there's nobody that's touching him. Brady Collins loves him, by the way. City has a bit of a Kobe mentality to him, Alexander Smith. Um, you know, another one, Tyler, that I'm interested in, I've talked to him before, Jace Arnold, because he's coming in mm-hmm. as one of the fastest players right now on the team. Yeah. I think he could be a slot corner. Yeah, he, he could push Matrix. Like, physical talent-wise, he's probably ahead of the, the curve there with him. It'll come down to, is he ready to go out there from an awareness standpoint and make plays? Yep, he's he brings real speed. Um mm-hmm. Let's see what's gets more comments in here. Uh, Logan Couch mentions Muma. Muma's up 10 pounds. What is the ceiling there for, for Muma? Because I haven't been as high on him. I've, I've always felt like he's a little slow. Uh, I hate saying it, but I've always felt pro, like he's a little slow. Pro Football Focus had a thing out there that he was one of the highest rated inside linebackers returning this year. Okay. I can buy he is that. a guy that they had who was good in coverage, or his coverage against the pass was like 56 rating or something like that. Um, and he was rated like almost a 90 overall. Um, I think his ceiling is he could be a Sanborn-esque type of guy. It would not shock me to see him have five and a half sacks, rack up 90 to 110 tackles, and just be super disruptive and have a lot of tackles for loss. I don't think he's going to be the type of guy that goes out there and drops a 10 to 12 sack season on us where we're mm-hmm. like, whoa, this is, you know, where did, where did this come from? But I do think he's going to be a disruptive guy. I think he's going to be a smart guy. I think he's he's incredibly important against teams like Iowa and Minnesota, teams that want to run the ball. I think he's a great – I think he might be our best run-stopping linebacker. I'm a little higher on him athletically than you are, I think. It's possible. Yeah. And listen, if he – I'm cheering for him, right? Like uh, he's put the time in. He's obviously reshaped his body. Mm-hmm. He's 10 pounds heavier. He's an incredibly important part of the defense too. I, I don't I don't try to crush him when I say I'm just a little concerned oh, yeah. about speed and space. Um Let's keep going here. John Kottmeyer says, I want to see LaCruz chuck it around. His skill set adapts to his – he's a little banged up. I don't think you're going to see him much in spring. I just want to put that out there. P it, says, does Mordecai – oh, I'm sorry, Justin. Let me read this one quick. Does Mordecai get an invite to New York City at the end of the year? Heisman talk? Justin, let's – let's. I mean – breaks or should we – All right. Downhill? I will address this after the first three games of the season. No, 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 no. Too late. Too late. I, I No, that's – I don't <laughs> think kidding, that's I'm too kidding. late. Like, we've seen the Wisconsin system. I need to see what, what a – typical game looks like with him out there what he racks up before i can be like this guy's gonna be because he's listen if if he's in new york city that means he threw 40 touchdown passes because Mm -hmm. that's the type of season he's gonna have to have 30 is not gonna cut it 
So he's going to have to absolutely terrorize the Big Ten. It's it's not the toughest schedule. Let's it's put not. that out there. Oh, he could get he listen. The the question then is going to be what what is his Heisman moment? Because if, if he doesn't beat Ohio State, then he's not making it with this schedule. Like he beats oh. Ohio State and throws like four touchdowns and you know no picks and yeah. throws for three hundred fifty yards. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, people are are going to their heads are going to be blown if if everything comes to fruition this year. People are so excited. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's get a couple more questions in here. Um, people come to the launch. A lot of people just excited. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to get to every single question. Logan Couch says the question is how badly are we going to destroy Ohio State this year? Um, now Nota Wales says Braden Moore is excited about it. Another comment for Tretch. Uh, how many people will, will attend the spring practice game? Do you think plus or minus 12,000, Justin? I would like to see plus. I, I would like to see it. would To me, it would be a resounding success if they got to 20. If they can get 15, I think it's a, it's a really good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's less than 10, I think I'd be shocked kind of be, unless the weather stinks because I think that Fickle is creating a, a lot of positive energy. Listen, I haven't normally come down for the spring games in the past. I'm going down there. So that tells you how things have kind of changed in comparison. And and Ryan's coming in from out of state. So we we, yes. we know how different this is gonna be. Yeah, I'm flying in, y'all. We're gonna we're gonna do an event. We're gonna try to get people together. If you're a fan of the show, I'm still working details and logistics. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions, DM me, jump in the Discord. Start start a GoFundMe for for uh money for to bail out Ryan and I. <laughs> we're, we're gonna tear up the town it's gonna be amazing <laughs> but we're super excited for it um here's a quick question here justin what will be the attitude of fans if the badgers go six and six number one i don't think that that's a possibility even based off the schedule like it would the wisconsin is going to be more talented than probably 11 of the teams they they play this year um i would be shocked it would mean that there is legitimate issues with discipline and and attitude and chemistry within everything. And that does not sound like what we've been hearing based off of how off season has been going. Now that could change with spring practice, but if spring practice goes smoothly and goes well, I will be absolutely shocked because the the big deal here is Wisconsin's going to have a very opportune early mm-hmm. season schedule to build confidence in itself where they're not going to have to worry about getting punched in the mouth in like a first game under fickle. Which is mm-hmm. which is really good for them. The last thing you'd want is to play a team like an LSU or a Notre Dame right off the bat, and have him at go out there and have them lay an egg, because that's where you lose confidence and guys start to second right. guess what they what they're trying to buy into, and I just don't see that happen. Like we yeah, could very well could win the first two games, one hundred and thirty to ten. Well, I would be concerned. So I agree with you. I think that getting that first game against Buffalo, not to discount anybody, but it's a it's a great way to kick it off. There was a comment in here. I was looking for it. I don't remember where it is, but talking about here you go, Preston. Um, by the way, Preston, thank you for jumping on the show. You get on a lot of these. I really appreciate it. Uh, that early road trip going out to Washington State that could tell some things. I don't think that's a, a cakewalk game. Um, a road game early in the season, a team that listen, they're going to be fine. Like they were fine last year. Not it's not a it's not a terrible team, is what I'm saying. On the road yeah. early in the year, that's a tricky one. It is. I, I feel confident that one of the big deals about that game is that they did lose a bit defensively. And it was a very good defense last year, which is why they kind of held us down. But our offense also stank last year. Like, that was a big part of it. We lost that game because our offense stank. 
Oh, we got a fr- John first time comment. Let's go. Anytime I ever see if someone say first time comment, I always try to get him on the show. Thank you for tuning in, my friend. He's coming to the launch. He's bringing six fans, our six friends who aren't fans. Time to convert them. Six more people yeah. on the bandwagon. Start, let's start sending some of those Instagram videos from Fickle from spring spring lifting. Yep. That, that'll do it. <laughs> um, Ethan says, where do we stand with Peyton Pierce? Um, not to be the guy who has teases, but tune into a show tomorrow or Saturday. It'll be tomorrow, Saturday. We're going to talk about Peyton Pierce on that one. Um, all right, let's kind of wrap it up here. Not, no to whale. That is not your first time comment. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Listen, uh, I saw one earlier asking about churro beating my, being my favorite built bar flavor. And yes, the cinnamon amazing. churro is my favorite. Mostly right, because it's cinnamony churro. I appreciate everybody so much. Um, oh, I just hit the mic. I apologize for his ears pop there. I appreciate everybody so much. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you are live with us, amazing. If you're seeing on YouTube podcasts, whatever. Justin, thank you so much as always. On Wisconsin and tune in. Uh, really good interview. John Garcia Jr. Recruiting Insider. We're talking Peyton Pierce plus a few other things tomorrow. So tune in for that as well. Spring football here, Justin. Sounds good. I'm ready. Let's, Let's do this. Let's go. On Wisconsin. <laughs>